0: Hello everybody, live from Paramount Studios in Hollywood, California, it's The Ozone. Coming at you with a hot shot. Talking about this weekend's activities in the world of boxing. Man, oh man, did we see one guy do something great and one guy do something absolutely stupid, which we were concerned with. The big fight happened this weekend, folks, and once again, the British champion Anthony Joshua is the number one heavyweight in the world because he regained his titles In not so spectacular fashion, to be honest, but in a a fashion that was very effective, very smart, good work by him and his trainer. But unfortunately, it seems like the bigger story is the fact that his opponent came in enormously overweight and totally unprepared mentally for the fight. What was your take on what Andy Ruiz did icons? <laughs> well, what they're saying was that he wasn't really actually that much overweight. What is 11 to 16 pounds or something, which is a lie. But he was at 283, b- bumping on 284, and he actually looked. That was on the day of the weigh-in. He looked terrible. He looked He, he, looked, he looked like physically. he was like 350. Physically, he looked terrible. He looked really bad. I mean, to the point where he couldn't even hold up his arms, man. By the by the 12th round, he he, and he admitted. You're giving he you're giving him, him credit. I saw it around the 8th and 9th. The dude started wiggling his arms like, what? what What are these things on my body? Yeah, (laughs) What 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 are these things for? for? And they're actually to swing with because they're paying you a lot of money to come to Saudi to swing them, to chunk them. And this is what we were talking about. This is what we were talking about when we were talking about it, about the rematch before the fight. This is what we said. Are the trappings of success too much for this young man? And it proved that it was. It's a trap. It's a trap. Trap game. Temptation. <laughs> this is exactly why you have to respect the Michael Jordans, the LeBron James, the Kobe Bryant, the Anthony Joshua. Was. The because Anthony he was, Josh a cha- was the champion for so long, and he stayed there winning the way that even when you get Deontay Wilder as well. It's hard even to Deontay be Deontay Wilder. Yeah. It's I hard do. to be the champ. Not and hard w- to be the champ. And, and then we look at the mean, look, he gave you great Riddick Bowe. Well, but look at this, though. Then we talk about the lineal champ. This is why the lineal champ doesn't really stand up for me, because that means that he couldn't take the pressure that it takes to be the champ. He gave up the belt. He gave him up because he couldn't take it. I mean, and it takes a lot to stay in that seat. And he didn't even have one defense, not even one. Uh, uh, Tyson Fury we're talking about folks if you don't know Tyson Fury saying his wife can you feel the love tonight in the ring and immediately reported to his cocaine dealer right and started getting high and started eating said he ballooned up to 450 pounds or something Which like that looked like he did and he was 6'9 at least Andy Ruiz is keeping it on focus Andy Ruiz looked terrible Andy Ruiz he he really to me this was the worst of the one hit wonders if you want to call it that it's not like you Andy think. Ruiz is 33 and two now. Let's let's not lose sight on focus. Andy Ruiz is a good boxer. Andy Ruiz Jr. is a good boxer. He let his team down. He let his father down. His father was disgusted by the situation. I saw it. I mean, his father was really, really angry about it. I think, but you know what you think about one hit wonders. Oliver McCall was bad. He beat Lennox Lewis, right? Mm-hmm. Oliver McCall? No. Yeah, Oliver- I seen Rockman beat him. Yeah, Oliver I don't McCall think but- Oliver McCall had the breakdown in the ring. Yeah, he started crying. That-, that was the second fight against Lennox but- but- Lewis, was it? I thought. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought Take he was a look, winning Cap. that fight in the. Nitty- yeah, because but those are guys that literally. But well, you know, they literally did not take advantage of the opportunity. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. He made. Now, let's not cry Argentina for Andy Ruiz. <laughs> because Andy Ruiz <laughs> can't ask anybody for a loan. Right. For he, a cashed, long time. he cashed he in. He could have made it a lot better if he could have gave us a good showing, but he didn't want to do that. He ate up at least 100 million dollars. Maybe maybe 250. Man, so you tell me he ate himself out of the league. Now, I don't know about out the league but he ate himself out of this particular situation of riding the momentum of being the number one uh heavyweight potentially being the heavyweight champ with all the belts being the first Mexican born heavy Mexican heritage heavyweight ever champion all of those things that you can decide he, how he was he is now just a champion of Snickers pizza and wings and now I'm no Adonis myself, you know. But this, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you, child. But this, uh, but but this situation. The reason I think this rubs so many people in the world of boxing the wrong way is because you could see the window that he had, even in poor shape, where he could have made this a competitive fight and potentially even won the fight himself. But the problem was he refused to prepare. My man came out and said afterwards. He trained himself. I told you, Chubb. <laughs> Why? 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 He trained he trained himself. And then That he- means his dad and his trainer and the chef and the nutritionist and everybody well, and void. were at the gym waiting on him and he didn't show up. Well, that's because he was filling himself, obviously. But the thing of it is that, I honestly, he said that he had Joshua hurt a couple of times in the fight. And I, you're I right about that. Was That his was the second fight when Oliver McCullough yeah. had to break down the ring. Yeah. And I do I did not believe that he was in trouble like that. It, to me, it was... I don't think he was in trouble no, like that. But, Joshua, but but you could see him being super punch shy. Well, yeah. Not being his normal confident self. He had to get his, his composure back. He got his confidence back. But to me, what was funny about the fight, if anything was funny, was literally watching Andy Ruin looking for the reset button on Anthony Joshua after he got his when Anthony Joshua came in here the second fight he was going for the back of the that's end. all he wanted he to hit do. him there a couple he of times and Anthony Joshua was like what is that supposed to do to me that was then <laughs> this not now and it didn't work and so but he went dirty on him after that he went rogue he was a rogue agent at one point he had to be warned about hitting behind the head and everything I don't know see now here's the problem I have with that the problem I have with that is, is Anthony Joshua played into that and, and the reason being is because Anthony Joshua and I still think and there's a conversation to be had about Anthony Joshua changing, changing Tranger, trainers, sorry, and, and trainers. trainers. I, he should, he never, things as he should <laughs> never play for the Texas Trainers anymore. He's <laughs> terrible at shortstop. It's too big, dude. But, uh, but no, about him changing trainers is because he has a limited skill set, but the things he does great he does well, he does great. I don't feel like he has a limit. I think he's the most complete heavyweight out there because he can do everything above average and one of the things the one of the biggest things that I feel like he needs to work on is his head movement. Other than that, I think that he has everything. And and regarding the problem with bending at the waist. This is why he kept availing himself to getting hit behind But the you head. know what? I'm gonna he I'm gonna kept g- bending at the waist to dodge punches. That had no other option except for it to come wide and over the top. But he's used to fighting guys almost his height. Of course. But this but is the this same this thing, thing when you thing take pictures with your you fans. Have to do. You take pictures with your fans, you usually kneel down. My fans are not going to knock me out. Yeah, but but, <laughs> but you <laughs> don't know that. Yeah, I <laughs> they do. could be pissed. I do. They, they could they be pissed. pissed. They, they don't like I'll your last rock. I'll, I'll get my like $15 like. back. <laughs> <laughs> But i put them to sleep. <laughs> has to be one or the other. But you have this thing about bending, and I heard that Mora was talking about he needed to get low, and that's not what he needs to do. Sergio Mora, okay, let's go back to The Zone. Once again, The Zone had a great product. And gave you a lackluster showing. At least this time they didn't show guys taking a nap before the. But fight. they did pan the crowd for about five minutes. A lot of cr- a pan, a lot of uh, Peter Pan going You're on. Your Peter? <laughs> a lot of that. A lot. I was looking for Rufio. I didn't find Rufio. <laughs> I just see my boy. Shout out to oh, Dr. Bosco. Yeah, it's <laughs> <the> all <Yeah>. mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So he was he was doing that, and there was this, you know. He kept bending at the waist, which availed him a couple times of punches, and Andy Ruiz decided to go to the kidneys a couple times when he was down there. <laughs> body. The whole nine gave him body. <laughs> but ultimately, round by round, if you didn't see the fight, you didn't really miss anything. It was a domination package from the word go. Anthony Joshua came out with a very stiff jab and cut Andy Ruiz's eye. It looked like Andy Ruiz's seconds. eyeball was overweight because <laughs> it cut his eye and he started leaking immediately. Right. I've like, never seen him leak like that before. Well, have you ever seen anybody leak like that? From I mean, the, like, that was immediate, one, immediate. Like it was a razor blade in his glove. That, yeah, for real. <laughs> that was one punch. That's a sharp jab. It was a sharp jab. A sharp James, was- the, the Booker Man. <laughs> it was sharp. <laughs> that thing, he tattooed him real quick, too, and he established right then and there, This is what kind of night it's going to be he I'm standing there. out there and I'm going to box I, he, and he said afterwards that he wanted to bring uh, do a throwback fight to the 70s and that's what he showed you he was on his feet he popped his jab he worked off of his jab which is a lost art in the, in the sport of boxing now and he literally committed to the jab and 1-1-2'd one, one him and 1-2'd him and 1-1-2'd one, one him went to the body every now and then if anybody was hurt Andrew Ruiz got hurt a couple of times in that fight and Anthony Joshua stayed committed to the game plan because he almost got caught up in mixing it up he did but a couple he, times but he bounced back, and he said, "Nope, I'm gonna stick to the game plan." And that was something that he had to do. Literally, look like for himself. Yeah, he just needed to see if he could take those punches. Yeah, he, he was. He was like, "Man, they still hurt." And they, and of but, course, you know, because heavyweights, you're talking about a one punch can change any fight, regardless of whoever you are. No doubt, it's always been like that through the whole history of the sport. But he actually stood in there, weathered the storm. He had to get it out of his system. He showed that he's the best or one of the best heavyweights in the business. I know that everybody's. Yeah. Loved, how do you? How do you have your heavyweights ranked right now? I, you know what since Anthony Joshua took the L you have to put up you have to put I would have to put Tyson Fury up there although he doesn't have a belt literally for myself I don't buy yes. into the lineal situation but his mind is right but his and mind he, and he looked good and I and saw he, a video he, he looked He looked really really good he actually looked good in that fight that last fight that he was in where they cut his eye after he cut his yeah. eye and he stopped messing but around but I want to see how his eye holds up after the fact and because that's the, the, that's the, the, the telltale he tell. got quite a jab himself Yeah, but, 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 him. but I don't think that Deontay Wilder is going to be able to beat Tyson Fury in this next bout. And I honestly feel like overall, when the, with the body of work and the caliber of fighters that have been fought in the heavyweight division, Anthony Joshua is still the best. Now, I don't buy into the fact... You you had to put in Tyson Fury at the top. Yeah, I the change, I'm, the changing, I'm changing. I'm changing. I'm going with... It <laughs> going quick, John. doesn't take long. Very I, quick change. Because when I look it over and I look at the body of work, Tyson Fury fought Klitschko. Okay, that's okay. One, one on his resume. But uh, who else has he fought? Deontay Wilder. He got the draw. I thought that he won the fight, but Anthony Joshua's resume, man, he's fought the cream of the crop, and I sort of feel like it's uh, uh, it's unfair to him in a sense because WC mandatories I don't see a lot of those for uh, Deontay Wilder, but for Anthony Joshua now he's in line to fight two big other other big opponents. Now he has immediately, to, yeah, immediately, he's next got to fight months. Usyk within the next six months and Pulev. Yeah. Right after that. So, you know, it's not like he he's gonna get to take any time off or take any cream puffs or anything like that. And I agree with him what he said in the past is that if he took any of the fights that these guys have been taking, then they would run him out of town. But there's a standard that he set by getting the belts and stuff so fast that and he said that. And yeah. he said that in the in the in the post fight conference. Here, we're gonna play a clip of Anthony Joshua right now speaking in the post fight conference. You face Carlos Tacam on a week's notice. His WBA mandatory was Alexander Povetkin.
1: Nobody wanted to fight Alexander Povetkin at the time. He took care of that mandatory as well. Kubrat Pulev is the IBF mandatory. Alexander Usyk is a WBO mandatory, and I see him wanting to wanting to take both of those fights as well. So we'll have to speak to the governing body, see who goes first, and then uh, deal with that. Anthony'll have a nice Christmas and holiday. We'll work behind the scenes and plan for no, the future. No cr- Christmas, yeah, but holiday. I'm still training. That's the key to this business: is stay active. Stay in the gym, so I learned. You know, being heavily promoting boxing. When I become champion, after sixteen fights isn't it, like fighting twice a year, when a fighter needs to develop, like twenty-four fights, I think they should fight for a championship. I learned that you can't spend a lot of time out of the gym. You have to kind of stay consistent. So a little holiday, yeah, but I'm going to stay consistent because that's going to lead me to a, another victory and another defense of my title.
0: And and if what you notice from the champ there is what he's saying is. I got the belt when I in my 16th fight. Most guys around 24, 25 fights is when you should get the belt. Right when you should have your growth. To me, it seemed like he was cognizant of the thing that I like the most about this. Is that Anthony Joshua comes off like a really good guy, a nice yeah. guy. Yeah. And he was encouraging Andrew Ruiz afterwards. You could see he had restored his faith in himself. He was he he was open about being embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently there was some sort of health issue that he had to have a surgery on that was draining him. I wonder if it was some sort of autoimmune disorder or something like that. But the thing that I like is he really if you listen to the whole twenty four minute post fight conference, he really analyzes himself in the context of boxing. Right. And he talks about his weaknesses, his strengths, uh, his his goals. His strife for and, perfection. Yeah. And he talked about how I'm no longer talking about Wilder and Fury. This is what gets me off track and off focus. I am talking about whoever I'm fighting next, and I'm making my own legacy. And I'm staying in the gym. And, and I'm staying in the gym. See, this is the thing. Eddie Hearn came out and said, yeah, we're going to party. We're going to do this. He's actually, you know what? We're going to the gym. He goes, this is the key to this thing, is being in the gym. And it's a- and he has a passion for fighting, and you can see while he was out there fighting Andrew Ruiz, especially after he took a couple of punches, he licked his tongue, he stuck his tongue out at him, and everything, and he was smiling and grinning while he was in the ring because that's his happy place right there. He gets to get away and gets to do what he loves to do. It's unusual for people to like that kind of thing to <laughs> get to get, get in your head. Yeah, but to each his own. You know, who am I to say you can't get in your head? <laughs> He said a great thing when he was talking about how everybody said he should retire. And he asked Andy Ruiz, he said, Andy, you want to retire just because you lost? I didn't think so. And although I felt like he should have retired if he couldn't beat this version of Andy Ruiz because he was going to end up getting hurt. Well, if he fought his fight the first time, we wouldn't be speaking about Andy Ruiz anymore. But Andy Ruiz I came out and did his thing. He, he took advantage of his opportunity. But clearly... and. Regardless of what everybody says in boxing, uh, Anthony Joshua is one of the best heavyweights in the sport. Whether you like Deontay Wilder, Oh, that's um, not even, yeah, but, but, but what I heard behind the scenes is everybody saying that he was washed up, that he needed to retire. Yeah. I very, I, I really can't remember one person who was actually a boxer or a professional in the sport that told me that he could actually, he was going to actually win. They thought that the same thing that happened last time was going to happen this time. And then when people talk about his suspect chin, I have not seen one heavyweight out there to get hit with a good punch that didn't look like they got hurt. (laughs) The big thing is to get off the floor when you do get hurt. And he does that. And even when he got beat up by Ruiz the first time, he got up four times. Sure did. And how about Andy Ruiz's chin? Jeez Louise. Man. That two eighty six or whatever he came in at really came into play. You know, well, there's gonna play a clip for you now of Andy talking about his weight gain and the problems therein. are in. No, I just should have trained harder, you know. There's no excuses. I think I looked past him. I thought it was gonna be the same the same thing on June first, but we we did we did work on some things, but I think for me being a little heavier, well a lot heavier, um, I didn't perform at best. What was your dad, or your coach, telling you to try? Try to get you back in the gym and get you back on, uh, course. You know, there's there's a lot of things that they're telling me, and I think from I think the fame just got a little little to me, you know. And you know, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy that I was the first Mexican heavyweight champion of the world, and I'm gonna learn from my mistakes. And you know, I just gotta bounce back. I've been through so many roller coasters in my life, and this is one of them. And I bounce back before I'm gonna bounce back again. You keep talking about a third fight. Has anybody promised you that? Do you have any idea if that's actually going to happen? We're gonna work on that, and you know, I won one here. One one and we are going to make a, a trilogy. Oh, thank you, uh, thank you. no know, I, I just should have trained harder. You know, yeah, but that that uh, that whole thing about him—that's—it's another form of an excuse. It is. He's, he's in control of that yeah, fully, it, it, and 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 there's and, no excuse as far as his exactly. nutrition and as a professional. Parents. None of that. I agree. And if you want to sustain yourself as a heavyweight champ, like he was talking the talk, he should have done, he should have done what he was supposed to do, which was stay in some form of shape, not as oval, but stay in some form of shape. And, I guess and, you got joked. And, and, and make the fight competitive. Because honestly, it wasn't really competitive. It wasn't competitive. And the truth of the matter is, Andy didn't even have to win this fight to get a trilogy. Right. And to just make the fight feel like it was worthwhile. How mad are you if you're Canelo Alvarez? Canal Alvarez flew from Mexico City to <laughs> Saudi-, Saudi Arabia to support his fellow Mexican compatriot and White. he got White. let down. Now, this is one thing you could say about Canelo. Canelo's willing to eat the Mexican meat and do whatever else it is that he needs to do. Willing to go to the next level. And he's willing to take it to the next level, which on one level I always appreciate from a, right. from a competitive guy because what he's not going to do is to come in looking sloppy or get beat up just because he got beat up but just because <laughs> he didn't prepare. Right. He may get beat up but it's not going to be because he didn't prepare. Right. right. You know, and and I, I just, uh, man, I'm so happy we didn't go to this fight. <laughs> are you kidding? To Go out there to watch this dude come out and not be the undercard. Or watch other sloppy heavyweights on the undercard. Yeah, come on, man. I I don't know what's going on with the the weight training or not even the weight training, just the conditioning in general. Just conditioning. Because and it's, see, and like it's the unacceptable. Big boys get away with this for so long that they you know just. That's won. what it is, and and the problem is is that in all the other sports we watch, guys, if you don't know, you're watching heavyweights that are ripped. Yes. Major League Baseball players are the size of heavyweights DJ LeMahieu would be a heavyweight <laughs> What about Aaron Judge? Super heavyweight yeah. Now that's a 280 that you need Giancarlo <laughs> Ripped Come 265 Come on, Even Cody Bellinger uh, Cody Bellinger is a big guy Yeah He's a big guy And so yeah, and forget about the basketball players These guys are giants Giants And and the football players you already know what time it is Yeah We are just talking about it. LeBron James is actually bigger than Anthony Joshua Yeah Yeah It's crazy It's crazy, crazy. And but, but you know what? You have to respect your sport, regardless of whatever it is, and be professional. And it's just a down, down, down goes go Ruiz. Down goes <laughs> go Ruiz. <throughies. laughs> <laughs> it was a down goes <laughs> Frazier They got you. Little Howard Cosell snuck it. out. Uh, I, went, I went down the rabbit hole a being yeah, You got lost. <laughs> <laughs> a flashback, because this is just—it's—it's it's not good for the sport, and the, any excuse that he wants to apply is not acceptable. Not acceptable, and—and and you know what? He he messed up his cheese. Okay, let's let's stay there. He messed okay. up. Okay, but then after he messed, now what? He's he, he's he's asking for a, rem- a that rem- nobody wants cheese. to see. I don't want to see that. I I will not watch that. You showed me that you wouldn't prepare for the the the. Second. This is the problem. You show me that you're not serious about this event that I mean a million guys are training for right now an actual million guys would like to be the heavyweight champion of something you know of UFC right. of WWE right. of the the boxing you name it and you showed me that the good timing couldn't be postponed nobody's saying don't have a good time there's a time and place for every day you could have good timed for a month you had a good time for three to four months and then what ends up happening is, is you're surprised when you can't perform at the highest level. So now why would I reinvest my time when you've shown me it's not worth your time? Right. To prepare. Abel Sanchez had called him out earlier telling him that he needed to quit partying and, and, you know. I've heard a lot of guys say it. They did a good job of keeping it under wraps. Right. But I heard a lot of guys say it. And I have to say, even at the weigh-in, when he weighed in in his black shirt or his umbrella or his black tank top, I thought, well, he doesn't really look that different. I saw a little bit of extra weight on his face. But when he came and did the ring walk and took his shirt off, I mean, like, uh-oh. This is, he's, uh, you're like, oh, he's about to get knocked out. I was, I was on Twitter with Andre Ward about it, talking about that. Or what did Ward say? Well, he was talking about, I, I, he, he said, man, my man just waited in 283. And I said, that is evidence of a lot of good timing. And he just put up the eyes. Like, yeah, you see it. <laughs> said, "You know," And he paid for it. Yeah, there is no free ride. You oh, he. he matter of fact, he had a great, great thing that he said. He said something to the effect of, and at the end of the day, everybody was concerned with Anthony Joshua and his chin and his abilities and this that, and the other, and come to find the only opponent that he actually had to beat was already defeated by Andy Ruiz Jr. not being able to step away from the plate and the table. (laughs) True story. Unbelievable. And on the rest of that card, we saw sloppy big man work, but we did get to see DeLeon White jump in. Which is sloppy. Yes, but at 271. But what he did say about that is the reason he was sloppy is because he didn't think he was going to get to fight because he'd gotten that, you know, that ban. Yeah, but either way, it's not acceptable for him to ever get out of condition like that when he's in the top 10. He's in Drink, the top 10. You could argue that he's in that the he's top in five. The five. Yeah, I was about to say. He's in the top five, so it's not acceptable for him to come in juicy fruit. Yeah I'm very interested to see What my man Kugnowski does I want to see him get busy I think he's a problem For most of the heavyweights. I do too Because he's got fast hands, hands And he's got, got a crazy chin And he's got crazy pop And he's got heavy hands Yeah He, he, he it walks everybody down Yeah he's a, he's a problem I think that you could probably Get him out of there With some cuts So you need to do Because good cut work on Cut it. creator Or go to the body 'Cause yeah. soft to the soft and wet. Yeah, but I think that he doesn't play when we just saw him at the fight recently, the Deontay Wilder fight, he didn't even look juicy like that. No, he looked like he lost some weight. Yeah. He leaned down. Yeah, and he I and I told him to guy. not lose any more weight and his yeah. trainer was like, Don't tell him that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks like a tree trunk right now. Yeah. you mm-hmm. don't want you don't want no smoke with him. He he's a problem. Um cat Michael Hunter was out there, uh, I think it was Michael Hunter Junior fought uh uh uh, what's your man's name povetkin Mm -hmm. and you know kind of staying there how about the fact that russia has now been banned from the olympics from the world cup they're banned from everything tv they're banned from the set (laughs) persona non grata They, they are banned in the usa it's crazy i mean they just won't do the right thing right now they just refuse to not dope their athletes must dope <laughs> to get a dub. But you know what? It showed when they caught him last time because I think they only won two two medals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, they're so not in a obviously, it, it, helps. it helps with your performance. Yeah. Anyways, Pavetkin put up a good fight. That was a good fight. Was, that was a good a fight very, for an older guy, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he said he was fighting for the money, so it showed. But that kid, Pacheco, was... Uh, probably the most impressive of the night you could say the kid that knocked out the other guy right oh wow the fight yeah he was right really, really main fight. From south central los angeles man that kid was real oh man he looks good he's got a future he looked like he was ready to get back on the plane and get to the crib because he didn't bust around with that joke look like he killed that guy it looked like the dude was dead it looked like he was actually dead a poor fella <laughs> yeah just man i think he's all right now but uh, he could still be in the stands because that was a bad look then that was a bad look. Uh, but then, later on, because that fight took place in the daytime, later on, we had Charlo, Big Charlo, facing... mm mm-hmm. Jamal. Charles Haugen. <laughs> He's coming for you. He came for you. <laughs> Hulk Haugen. Shout out to Booker T. Booker T is the homie, man, even though he slipped up T. on... Yeah. Uh, he slipped up on national television brown ninety eight with Hulk Hogan. In all fairness though. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's tan was extra crispy in ninety eight. <laughs> oh my goodness. You never seen that clip, just type in Booker T Hulk Hogan and laugh endlessly. Anywho, um Charlo took care of company business. He did his thing, man. He looked really, really good. He, I, I think Charlo might be the best 160 in the world. Yeah, he looks really, really good. He looks really good. And with Gennady aging now, mm-hmm. who's always going to be a problem just because he can punch. Yeah. And he also has... There's the experience. Him, yeah, there's experience. You're never going to show him anything new. Right. I don't think Canelo wants that smoke. That's why they haven't got it on. That's why they Call haven't got out. it on. I mean, he's calling everybody out. He said he's here for everybody. He said I'm the Andrade champ. Yep. I mean, whoever. I, I don't blame him. Because when you're sitting at the top like he is right now, you want all comers. You want to get him while they're you're in your prime and while they're in their prime. That's no it. excuses. Let's mix it up. His foot speed was great. His head movement was great. His punch accuracy was incredible. He hit him with a 45-degree angle shot that, right. that put hook, him down. Right. It was like an uppercut hook. Yeah. And that that actually made him do a somersault in the ring. He turned him into a ballerina. Because it, it looked like it hit him... Partially on his chin and his chest or something like that, right? The yeah, it was like his chin and and, and his sternum or something uh-huh. didn't work out right for him. <laughs> and that guy's not a bad fighter, by the way. No. At 154, he's actually really good. And he stepped up and, you know, he had a lot of problems. But, you know, when you do the right thing, you stay in the gym, you commit to the the sport like these young guys have the Charlo brothers, you're going to get to positive outcomes. And I'm looking forward to the Harrison-Charlo fight on yeah. the 21st. Yeah, for sure. Um, side note. Did you hear what Deontay Wilder had to say about the Anthony Joshua fight? No, but what did he have to say? Let me play it for you, Dawg. Ruiz
1: followed him all night long, and with a guy with such a a long reach over you, you know you cannot just sit there and just follow him all night. Or you gonna know what? You know what's gonna happen? You're just gonna be uh, a punching bag, as they called it, Mm -hmm. and just sit there and receive punches. And he did that all night. But for the health skills. I mean, I'm, I'm really and, and then really just got me with Ruiz. It's not so much what he did in the ring; that was a big factor for me. What he did, because you know, but also what he said as well. Because you know, as it was going and on, one thing we was I, I, that I mentioned when I was doing an interview, you know, on TV, and I was telling Ruiz, like, don't get comfortable. Because when he won, I congratulated him. I said, don't get comfortable. You know, with this, though, congratulations, but don't get com- comfortable with the lifestyle and stuff. Uh, you know, because it can grab you, uh, it can it can grab you. And but you know, you just beginning. There's more. There's more to this. It can be more out here for you and your family, bro. Absolutely. Don't just dwell on this. Would you know. Say, would you and, say that the 15 pounds
0: is him getting comfortable? The 15 pounds actually. Thinking, and that is
1: yeah. exactly. And I said all that to say this his last, his inner remorse was, you know, they were you're like, oh, I ate too much yeah. and and I could have trained a little bit harder. I'm like, what the fuck you talking about? That is the exact opposite of what it takes to get. That's the opposite of how you, or what it takes to become a champion. What do you mean? But you was telling the world. You was telling us as you're training that you, you're not letting it get to your head and all that, oh, how it's such a blessing. And it is, but you can't come and say the opposite and then say, but... The rematch, the third place. I promise I'm going to get in the gym and train. I'm like, what are you talking about? Can't
0: be mad at the champ. Yeah, and I'm dead on witty, man. Can't be mad at him. He's telling he's spinning the truth. Let's hear what he had to say as well to Ellie Seckback. Reporting. A win is a win. No matter how
1: it is, and how it looks, whatever he did, what he had to do. But, you know, for me, as being a champion, if you want to say you are the man, you know, you got to come in and tap shit up. That's what I'm thinking about. Like, especially if I got six inches of, of, of height advantage, I got eight inches of rate advantage. I'm not finna run around the fucking ring. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to, I'm about to tap your ass up and get you out of there, Or definitely put you in the
0: hospital. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm finna dominate. And, you know, for us, another champion looking in on the
1: former champion and now became a champion and how he became it is like, it's shit boring as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Only, when you look at that and you look at me and what I do and going to dominate these guys at the top level,
0: I mean, it's day and night who's the man of the division. It's, it's clear. As you can see, Deontay Wilder is back on that Deontay, <laughs> which means he feels threatened he feels threatened he wasn't worried about Joshua he was giving him all kind of ups and you know to, to take care of yourself man and everything else now he, <laughs> now he got those bills back he saw, he saw Ruiz get tattooed filed. all of a sudden he, <laughs> Dr. <Drain. laughs> he saw Ruiz getting tattooed out there now it's like man now I gotta fight this dude I told you I believe that he's afraid of Anthony Joshua in a lot of ways it might not be physically but it's something that Anthony Joshua intimidates him in some form or fashion and I don't know what it is because if you go back and if uh, fight fans, if you guys go back and watch Joshua beat Klitschko and Anthony Josh, I mean, and Deont- Deontay Wilder calls the fight, calls the fight, and he actually likes his work, he really enjoyed his work, yes, and now all of a sudden. He, you know, he took that loss and but he was talking crazy before he took the loss. So, yeah. But I I honestly like I told you several times if you offer him 120 million dollars and he still can't fight him, first he started out at like 30, then it went to 40, then you got up to 120 and you still can't fight him, there's a problem. And that's not with the money. It's a problem with him who Well, if, he's going to have order. a problem on his hands on February 22nd. That problem's name is Tyson Fury. And he needs to worry about I him. am very interested to be at that fight. That's yeah. going to be a great great fight uh, and we'll see if Deontay can pull the rabbit out of the hat again because I expect him to get dominated with superior boxing skills again and this time he's fighting a guy that's physically in his prime and you know you can never count and him out. Focus. You can never count Deontay he's got the, out. He's got, the, he's got the knockout juice. He got he's asleep, a, he's but got that juice. Yeah he can He can put you on your back and you can definitely wake up and look at the lights but I think that Tyson Fury will negate his right for a, lo- a long period of time and as you see as the fight goes on on, he wears, he'll wear down just like anybody else would, and he's going to have a problem. He's going to have a problem with a guy with a skill set. Uh, Tyson Fury has a boxing skill set. sure does. It's fundamentally sound. It's going to be very, very hard for him to beat him. But we'll see if that cut makes a, uh, uh, an appearance. If, cut yeah. the end, if that eyeball holds up. But moving on, folks. As we told you at the beginning of the season and they ran with, the NFL does not have parody. It has become clearer and clearer who is real and who's a pretender. Now, we didn't cover this last time because we didn't want to hurt any feelings, and he's been hiding from us, but we want to put an APB out on a character named Cowboy Kev. <laughs> Cowboy Kev, why are you? Are you okay? Cowboy Kev, are you okay? <laughs> Cowboy Kev, are you okay? Are you okay, Cowboy? <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy, are you okay? Are we going to tell you you okay? <laughs> There's a sound in the window that Dak Prescott is losing. And it's all bad. Jason Garrett is just waiting to get out of there. Jerry Jones is running around cussing people out on the radio. It. It's, a, it's all bad down in Big D. And, they're still gonna, and they'll still probably win the playoffs. The, the playoff. They'll make the playoffs. That's because that's the league is that nasty. This is a weak football. It's barely, if they're lucky to be 500, then they're still going to make the playoffs. It's, something needs to happen. This is Sick. It's a sick sick puppy It's sick But I have to give you credit Because you called a dub You called a game For Ram Time Oh yeah And you called that And you said you thought They were going to give it to Seattle I did not Yeah And uh, man oh man Was the GM Charles Green Wrong on this one Because Mm. uh, Uh, They gave TG3 the ball How many carries did he get last night? I don't know. I want to say seventeen or it's enough. It's I, enough. I would like to give him twenty-five to thirty a game, just to completely demolish teams like they used to do in the good old days. Yeah, but but stuff yeah. him down the throat. Yeah, stuff him down the throat. But twenty is enough. I mean, twenty carries and 20 then they threw to him, him a lot. Yeah, and they threw to yeah, him. I think he ended up having one hundred and thirteen yards. He opens up different. everything. He they can beat anyone, anybody when you play Todd Gurley the right way. But and the defense look good. The defense is going. To, the defense complements the offense. I mean, you have to have them work together. But if they, they got some to, rest, they got. Get rest. Get rest. Because yeah, exactly. Everybody's Got so worried about stopping Todd early. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Jared Goff looks like he's a superstar. I mean, it all works together, man. It, this is synchronized swimming right now. It is. It is. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> and then we'll see if we can... Do that to the tune of three more wins, end up at eleven and five, and potentially make the playoffs. Making the playoffs because the NFC West has turned into the premier league uh, division in the league. Definitely, they have to play. uh, They don't have to play Seattle. I think they have to play San Francisco one more time. And yeah, and nobody wants to play the San Francisco no. 49ers because they're no, the best a, team in football. A, that's a tough win. Yeah, that's a tough win. Uh, that game was remarkable, and I didn't even get to see it because they didn't show it. And Which just was watching terrible. the highlights and watching the fantasy board was incredible. But with football struggling, uh, you're you talking about the, the game between the 49ers and the and the Saints, right? Yeah. Yeah, and but with football struggling like they are with the schedule, you gotta put on the premier games, man. We need to see that game. That's a playoff matchup. That's a playoff matchup. That's Ma- a game you'd like to go to. Yeah. So let me see it. I mean, I know it's out of my area, but people really wanted to see that game, just like we wanted to see that Kansas City Patriot game, and you know, the I wasn't, I wanted to see the the Raven game and the Buffalo Bills, but it wasn't like I just was tearing down the TV set to see it, you know. what I mean? <laughs> Which was also an interesting game, but unfortunately, now it looks like Lamar got hurt in that he's Did limited. He? Yeah, they they he they, just saying he may not play on Thursday. He hurt his quad. Well, you know what? They've been getting away with it for a little while. I spoke to somebody earlier in the week talking about how the Ravens have really stayed away from injury pretty much but now Mark Andrews is hurt and... Yeah, and that cost me my my game this week because yeah. I had Mark Andrews. Oh, okay. Really? cost me That's, my game, child. Sound like you're a little bitter. I am. I have a... Pass basement. me the, bar, the bottle of bitters, baby. Yeah, they gave it to me, <laughs> child. And so, the uh, Ravens look great and I don't think Lamar Jackson is like in danger of missing the playoffs or anything. No. Um, who looks suspect and... It has looked suspect against anybody that's a real team as the New England Patriots. Boston Mike, there's APB out on you too. I Boston Mike try to mansplain me with that. Oh my, listen, we got a wicked good team, Yeah. <laughs> nothing but nothing but mansplaining when it comes to the Pats and why they can't get it done. Um, and talking about them getting job, they've had one bad call in the last ten, twenty years. years. <laughs> yeah, the and, last twenty years. And not that anybody should get job, but I don't want to hear you complain when something doesn't finally go your way. Especially when your entire dynasty and legacy is built around a job call. Yeah, the and Tuck rule was a jobbing yeah. of the highest order. <laughs> wow, the highest order, <laughs> the highest order of job. Wow. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. It was an employment fair. It was a job fair. <laughs> a rule change because of the job. Yeah, yes. And, then, and and they finally got a call, didn't go their way. And by the way, still had an opportunity to score, and the guy dropped a pass. Well, and not only that, that would have tied the game. It wouldn't have gave them the win. So everybody always acts like this is going to give them the win, just like that Ram game back in the day. Who were they playing in Tennessee when they were playing the Houston? Yeah. Or whatever Yeah. They, yeah. Th- it it would have tied the game it wouldn't have gave them a win and Tommy terrific is actually not terrific anymore. He's and which is not his fault. He's done his thing. He's a great yeah. quarterback. He was a great quarterback. Now he's working off of instincts more so than working or, or knowledge more so than working off of his talent. He doesn't have a great, you know, um receiving core right now. He doesn't he doesn't have a great offensive line. They're good but they're not great. But he's been through wars and battles as they like to say and one of the problems is that it, it caught up with them. They're not good. They're a mediocre team at best. Their defense is good but it is not great it's ranked as the number one defense but i honestly would take the san francisco's 49ers defense over there if you go back and look at the san francisco 49ers schedule it is way tougher almost than anybody's schedule this year they've played if the lot. patriots don't get the buy they're not making it to the super bowl right and if the patriots had the same schedule which i was leading to if they had the same schedule as the 49ers they probably would be a 500 team yeah yeah if they played in the west west forget about it um a couple other surprises and non-surprises. The majority of the league is garbage, just plain and simple. And I'm going to throw in there, yeah, uh, uh, including that, the trash is, is included with... You're the, throwing in the trash and not out the trash. No, no, no. I'm throwing them because I have to put some teams in before I can throw them out. Oh, okay. And the number one team I'm putting in the trash is Green Bay. I can't wait for Green Bay to make the playoffs so that I can bet against them. So they can beat Delecti eliminators. Yeah, but but to the tune of some money in my pocket. Oh, because they're not going to beat anybody unless they play somebody like the Cowboys. <laughs> they, can <beat> the Cowboys. <laughs> they can beat the Cowboys. They can beat the Cowboys and they can beat the Eagles. One of those teams is going to win that division. The Eagles are the type of team that sneaks up on you, though. The Eagles They are. The, the Eagles but are they, they're the trash. Giants right they're now. They're trash. Are they? 10-3, John. Almost <laughs> half Disgusting. Yeah. I told you Eli was going to come back and give me his farewell tour. he got two more games left. This one and the next one. And the last one is not guaranteed for him. But the thing of it is. is I think Minnesota's that team that can sneak up on you. But Minnesota's not good either. They're not great. I really don't see any competition. I mean, to me, it really is between San Francisco, New Orleans, the Ravens, and the Chiefs. Right, and if the Rams could sneak in there, because the Rams can always give you a problem. They can but always but I haven't seen enough from McVay to make me a real believer. I to be agree. honest, I agree because they not because he, in big games he likes to go away from what works. I agree. He, he's not consistent, and that's the problem with the Rams. But if you can get them in a primetime situation, nobody wants to see them. But the yes, but between the uh, the uh, Saints. And the 49ers, there is a serious issue there. Those teams are real. Those teams are real, man. And they're on a collision course. Well, not only that, Seattle's tough. Seattle is tough. You tried to front them for a long time, and they... But that, no, I don't, I don't want to fr- I say that because Russell Wilson is a winner, but you can be, they're very, very beatable. The secondary is loose. Very, very loose. Just like the Ravens. The Ravens have a soft spot, and their soft spot is that they can't stop the run. You might be able to stop a running quarterback, but you cannot stop a running back. And Buffalo is the team that can sneak up on you. I'm Buffalo. very interested to see what yeah. they do with New England. They need They need an offensive coordinator over there, though. They need somebody. They need Bill Belichick to Work with that kid, Josh Allen. Is what you yeah. need because if you haven't noticed, all of Bill Belichick's proteges are balling. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett was on my bench and balled. Yeah, Garoppolo is it's doing balling. Yeah, man, they they get you right. And up in Seattle, you see Rashad uh, Penny is suffered that torn ACL, got that sprained ACL, right? Finish him. <laughs> yeah, and that was it. And there's no break in Pat Mahomes' hand. Life is good. Mike Evans needs an MRI on his hamstring, which is not a surprise. I didn't know going anywhere playing. anyway. Nobody's and making any noise they, there. They yeah. set down James Win- Winston. How about Ryan Tannehill coming back and showing everybody what time it is? Ryan Tannehill's the real deal right now. <laughs> what about Fitz Fitzmagic Fitz Magic is dealing as well. Magic. He actually he he dealt, but it wasn't as. And he ran yesterday. It was though. He's playing. He's playing with no talent. At least your boy does have Derrick Henry over there in uh, in Tennessee, right? Yeah, Tom. So, staying in the NFL, uh, the NFL announced Arizona Cardinal safety Josh Shaw has been suspended for the remainder of the 2019 season and the entire 2020 season for betting on NFL games on multiple occasions this year. Shaw's currently on the injury reserve and has been there since injuring his shoulder in the preseason opener. The league discovered no manipulation of games. But ultimately... This is oxymoronish? Yeah, because you're going to move the Raiders to Vegas. And what I, I guess the dirty little secret is is that, man, these guys bet on everything. Right. Athletes bet on everything. Most of the time, they don't bet on their on their own sport. This right. Is, or team. Yeah, or their own team. But I wouldn't be surprised, and no one should be surprised at how many proxies these guys have to bet on themselves and on their own stuff. Is And it's sick because... How can you say that we're going to move to Vegas in the middle of, they call it Sin City, but it's like the gambling, one of the gambling capitals of the world, and then you're going to say, hey, let's not us bet on ourselves or the games. This guy is not going to be able to manipulate any game anyway. (laughs) This guy's on the injured reserve. (laughs) Honestly, I wonder if that rule extends to like FanDuel or anything like that. Whoa, that's... You know what I mean? Like, can those guys... Individual players that you pick on FanDuel. This is what I'm saying. And so can those guys not bet on that? Either way, you don't know who's going to do what in the game, especially with football because of so many injuries and everything. I was doing great in FanDuel the whole year, and now I'm doing terrible because of injuries. So you can't call it in football because I might go out there and get concussed and I'm out the game. That means that the ref would have to be in on it, the concussion <laughs> protocol people would have to be in on it, the team, I need to be in the game. Uh, there's, so, there's a lot of moving parts to that, so them with this gambling thing is going too far because either you're going to be in or you're going to be out. Well, this is the problem. They could... They they really need to... You know, they really need to determine... Whether or not they want to endorse the gambling, it's not necessarily a positive thing. Uh, in as everyone knows, mm-hmm. but since they want to flirt with it, this is where the danger. <laughs> they gonna dip their toe in it, brother. <laughs> dip my toe in his parlay, <laughs> and it, and it's a it's an issue. You know, if you guys want to give us a call and tell us what you think about the sports gambling in general, feel free. Our number is 424-254-9663. That's 254 zone. Moving into our favorite thing, and it's Major League Baseball. Even though we are rolling into winter, it is still the fall, but the winter meetings have kicked off and man, oh man. In big fashion. It's already popping. Steven Strasburg, World Series MVP, is staying put. And he's going to continue dealing for the Nets, and and for big big money 245 million for 7 years now they're saying that Gary Cole is imminent on signing right now and his is supposed to be above 300 but what I'm saying is that Steven Strasburg has just went out there and won the championship yeah do you think that who do you think is more valuable at this point I know that Gary Cole looked more dominant in certain situations but Steven Strasburg actually got the dub he got the dub he went out there and shut down you can argue a, a more one more the best offensive Yeah, and he shut them down, like yes. he went eight twice, right? Yeah, he gave up like two that. over eight, and not, against and the Dodgers as well. Eight. You know, he oh, no, no, he dominated. Yeah, he dominated. And, that, and that wasn't just the playoffs. No, Steven Strasberg dealt all year. Yeah, and so now you're talking about a contract of two hundred and forty-five million dollars, almost a quarter of a billion dollars. <laughs> so that in is so much money, yeah. So in that, do you think that he's worth more than Gary Cole? Garrett Cole is supposed to be, The Yankees that put so much money on the table I think they're bidding against themselves right now Yeah they are and, and Boris is happy to have it Oh man are you kidding This is right up his alley Are you kidding I personally don't feel like Either one of them are worth it Because That's a lot of money to have tied up in one guy Yeah Yeah, yeah literally You have uh, He's your whole organization that works every five days it's craziness. It's craziness. And then you want to talk about maybe being overvalued is Zach Wheeler. How about Zach Wheeler's though? A buck and a quarter. Are you crazy? What has Zach Wheeler shown me that he deserves that? Exactly. In the Philly, I've never seen Zach Wheeler deal to that to that extreme. <laughs> the Phillies signed him up. Lazy him up, team. <laughs> but the, the Phillies said they had stupid money to spend. Yeah, last- but you know, but you're spending stupid money stupidly. As- Man, I guess it's a <laughs> part for the course that's a lot of money to put on a Zach Wheeler. who's going to be a number three or four he's not the number one he's not a number one if he's going to be they had predicted that he was going to be like a number one pitcher but he's turning out to be a three or four and in that you should get the, well it's not up to me to say what kind of three or four money that you get but that seems like a overvalue of a three or four starting pitcher Especially with the way that the teams are built now, because guys don't go deep into games. Right. So if you give a guy a buck and a quarter, then what are you asking of him? A buck and a quarter for five and dive. You're giving him a buck and a quarter for maybe 170 innings. I can give you a discount. (laughs) For five? (laughs) (laughs) Five dollars. Look at this. The Angels got Dylan Bundy, and I expect a bounce back season for him. Um I think that the sleeper on this thing is Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> People forget that he was the most dominant it, it, it. He was a very decent regular season pitcher. You say he's a good regular season pitcher, but he is the greatest postseason pitcher. Yeah, he is lights out if you can get him there. Um, and if I was the Yankees, that's who I would really be banking on, especially a lefty like that. I mean, CC is think retiring. Wise is that's why they're they're going for Cole. Yeah, but he's a guy that literally that literally. Has you not. You know had you're gonna make it injuries. to the playoffs. Yeah, and you need a playoff guy. You need a playoff. You need a horse. And Garrett Cole is a horse. Yeah, but you're talking about putting your rotation in the hands of Madison Bumgarner, Garrett Cole, and maybe Di- uh, not Dicey, but uh, your boy Matsuha, uh Tanaka. Yeah, Tanaka. Uh, and you got Lou Severino, and don't sleep. You got Herman. You got Severino. Yes, yeah, so there you go. You got to start. From, they would have to be number one in the league, right? I would agree, prediction wise, but. but also when you're tying up dough like that on a lot of these teams like the Yankees don't seem to care but now they're talking about letting Didi walk I mean but they have a plethora of yeah, they got a lot of options now. they sure do especially with DJ LeMay playing super utility now you right. got a lot of room to play you can move Torres if you want to back to shortstop which is a natural position and you got a lot of room to play on that team but I, I really feel like they, since the Yankees seem to be injury prone the, fa- the past few years you would want to stick with Didi yes yeah. I mean, what do you, how can you be mad at Didi? <laughs> Didi, super clutch. Yeah, Didi can be a DH or super utility, but they seem like they're infatuated with keeping Gardner around more so than anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to get big money, but they do want to keep him. Yeah, I'm he's the last tie to the past. And how about that deal San Diego pulled off? Nice deal. Nice deal. What's up, fam? <laughs> Got Tommy, Got Tommy fam, fam, but they gave away your your piece. You hate to see your boy walk. I don't like to see Hunter Renfro go because I believe that I mean, they've made moves. They picked up Drew Pomerantz. They picked up Kyle Davies, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Kyle Davies? Zach Davies. Zach Zach Davies. Sorry. Uh, Who's Kyle Davies? Uh, Back in the day. Zach Davies, Drew Pomerantz. So they shore up that. This kid, Chris Paddock, has ace written all over him if you don't know who he is. He just needs to be. You will find out very, very soon. Um, But in picking up Tommy Pham... They pick up a guy that's a great ball player. You could argue he's a five-tooler, but you get rid of today's muscle. Right. Today's slugger you had in Hunter Renfro. Right. He's a guy, he's really young, that would eventually give you 40 bombs a year for a good five or six years. He's kind of like a Mark Trumbo type. Right, if you can sandwich him in between Manny Machado and uh, and Eric Hosmer. Just sandwich him into guys who can protect him, who can yes. hit, because he's going to strike out a bunch. No, I would go he, Hosmer, Machado, and then and Hunter, or you know, put him in between that some kind of form of fashion, so that pitchers let up on him a little bit, or either they you have to give have to, in you're to, to pitchers about it now. Yeah, now he's going to be in um, Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay's been looking for thump. They need thump. Yeah, they need thump because they got crazy arms. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, uh, it's that's an arms race. It is an arms race. It's going down, child. We don't know where Rendon's going. They're talking about Lindor coming to LA. It's just mind blowing to me that the Dodgers talk about Corey Seager like he's a never was. Yeah, uh, just unbelievable. Josh yeah. Donaldson. Uh, Josh Donaldson's going. gone. Cole Hamill yeah. went to the Braves. Man, oh yeah, this is Amal got a deal uh, with the Braves. What else? there's been a lot of moves going on, and there's more to come. And the, and the best is yet to come. come. the day are mine. Yeah, and once again, if you go on the front page, Major League Baseball is talking about diversity and inclusion at the top. I'll believe it when I see it, folks. Baseball is a long ways to go. Yeah, they've been talking about that for the last 10, 15 years. Huh? Long ways to go, Tom. And, uh, but shout out to the homie because Adam Jones is in talks to play in Japan. He's looking at signing a monster deal. Really? In Japan. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. good for him. That is good for him. I, I like to see people play as long as they can. And if nobody, remember last year, nobody wanted to give him a job. Yeah, they right disrespect him. I think his they numbers really were decent. It. They weren't great. But if you're giving uh, Zach Wheeler a buck and a quarter, come on, man. <laughs> you <sorry>. counted, <laughs> Adam man, you, do. you <laughs> counted Adam Jones. You counted Adam Jones if nothing else just for defense. Right. He still <laughs> go get it. I, I, apparently not. <laughs> they, don't feel, they, they don't feel like <laughs> it. Uh, Oh, They're so stuck on uh, on Garrett Cole. I love Garrett Cole's work, but man, he pitches every five days. I, I need a guy that plays every day. If I'm going to put down that kind of cheese, you're going to put down almost a half a billion dollars on this dude, and you're talking about every five days. I I mean, once we hear the final numbers, we'll be able to break down what he's making per game, but I can tell you it's going to be... Sick with it, it's gonna be through the roof. And anybody that's hesitating to give Madison Bumgarner uh, his hundred million dollars because he's looking for a hundred million dollars over five years, you're that why would you not give him if Zach Wheeler is worth potential wise after Tommy John and X, Y, and Z for the buck 25? A three time world champion, top 10 Cy Young award is he player. 30 years old. I, he may maybe like let's see how old he is I know he's not if he is he's just barely over it because at this point he's in better condition than Clayton Kershaw yo no question because his his stuff is still you know his stuff is still the same Where is why won't they tell us his age yeah he's 30 years old yeah, yeah. he's thrown nearly 2,000 innings at the major league level and a lot of times what the ERA doesn't reflect is the team that you're playing on because he's been playing on garbage teams Either. since he won the World Series, exactly, and playing in the pitcher stadium, but on garbage teams. Did that- and they had one chance that year that the Cubs won in 2016. Yeah. Matter of fact, and they could have beat the Cubs. He dealt, as a matter of fact, <laughs> of course. And Johnny Cueto dealt, <laughs> of course. And then the team let him down. Your boy let him down bad. Who? Who was the pitcher on this squad that let him down? Oh my goodness. R- I want Strickland. I want to say Matt Moore pitched well that that time. There was a couple people who were brain dead on the team. And we talked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't remember it right now. It'll come back to me. But there was some bad work that took place. Drew somebody, Palmer, was, somebody was laughing out there when they were making errors in the outfield. They got rid of him, too. Yeah. I, I remember. remember who that was, but he was like laughing. He's like trying to laugh it off. There was sloppy baseball, was why they lost that series. Because they took them the distance. They were, they were going to, they took them four and they could have took them five, but they blew a game late. Mm-hmm. And that's when Hunter Strickland and all those guys, that's when they realized they had a terrible bullpen. Right. It's just not acceptable. Because it was going to be game five in Wrigley Field. That was, Johnny Cueto on the bump. That was two years ago. That was 2016. Okay. Because 2015, they won it all. 16, the Cubs won it all. Because Matt Moore wasn't on the team then. He wasn't there yet? No. He just went there last year. Oh, okay. Who was that? There was a, there was somebody who was playing games. It really bothers me. All right, John. You got anything else for the people? We'll give them some later on. Yeah, we'll give you more. We're going to try to give you more content more frequently. Chop it up short. Start it off slow. Speed it up. <laughs> and then speed it up. All right, folks. want to leave you with a quote about a UNITY. You got to let them know you're an I-T-Y. Uh, You know, there's a fantastic quote for you. And it is. No doubt, unity is something to be desired, to be striven for, but it cannot be willed by mere declarations. Folks, you need actions in this world. Get out there, get busy, and be alive. Help each other out because we're all in this thing together. I'm your host Omar Miller and this is The Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the lights.
1: Put a on me, put the cameras on me, yeah. yeah. Put a on me, the cameras on yeah, yeah. Put a on me, the cameras on me, yeah.